has Utah State passed BYU in relevance in college football? Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. The burning question all sports fans want to know, has Utah State surpassed Big Brother BYU in relevance in college football in the state of Utah, in maybe the United States of America, or maybe in the state of confusion? Oh, you left me an out. Thank you. I left you an out? You left me an out. What are you talking about, an out? In the state of Utah, no. It's 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 less relevant than Utah State, or it's more relevant. BYU is more relevant than Utah State in the state in the of, state of in Utah. In the state of Utah, because it's literally because of the fan base and the thirty years of Lavelle Edwards, and it's just it's just that. much It just bigger. has a longer, long tradition of success. A longer tradition yeah. of success, and the fan base is much bigger. I mean, there's just no so relevance wise in the Jason, state. It's, it's Utah BYU. State has Merlin Olson. Come on. Oh, there no, it's. Greatest, Merlin Olson, greatest defensive lineman ever to play in the state of Utah, and, and, and what and what made <laughs> what was it that made Utah State so irrelevant during the seventies? They went independent, and they totally put the kibosh on themselves and never recovered until they did what? Got back in a conference, and now, right now, nationally, I would not be able to argue that BYU is more relevant than. Uh, Utah State on the in the football world itself on the national. You scale. really think that, dude? Not, Utah State's won two years in a row, and they got a very good team, and it's going to be a heck of a game for BYU to win this one this year. If B, if Utah State wins three years in a row, the, you have your answer. You know, you know what I think about Utah. State? This is a very important game for BYU this year. I, I think it's hard for Utah State to have long term success. You want to know why? I'm I, I'm guessing the answer, but yeah, I want to know why. If we have the same answer. The answer is that it's a stepping stone for a head for a head football coach. A hundred percent. It's a resume. Problem. It's a resume builder. It's a resume builder. Matt Wells was you know was awesome, and he was able to develop as a coach there. Gary Anderson, Gary Anderson. before him, was same kind same of thing, thing. and and parlayed it into a much better opportunity. Yep. Now Gary Anderson's back. Yeah. And. He says he'll stay. Well, you know, a leopard I, never loses its spots. Come I agree. I, I agree. I'll be shocked if Gary stays the throughout his I've had some conversations career, with people that know him, and and which is why I bring this up. And it, it's like once you've kind of been that head coach and you've been that guy at that big program, it's hard it's hard not to drink that Kool-Aid anymore. It's hard yeah. not to to get that high from being there. It's it like Urban Meyer. I agree. Urban Meyer, just so you know, will come back so, and coach. So let's go, to, let's go to this one. Utah State lost Gary Anderson. Where did they hire Wells from? Wells was Gary. Why do you was, ask me these? He was Gary Anderson's guy. Oh, he was already there. He was already there. Yeah. So my point is Who's Gary the, Anderson established a great football system, right, they went from having 15 players from the state of Utah on their team when Gary got there because the guy before him did not understand Intermountain Utah football right. and totally screwed it up. Gary comes in and in one year has it up to 45 or 50 or and up to 55 Utah kids in right. this program. And then he goes 11-2 and two and wins the Mountain West. Right. So now they found a coach that knows a formula. They stayed in – they're, they're – 
decided, well, instead of going trying to shop around outside, we're going to stay inside the staff and bring a young up-and-comer up-and-comer and have some risk with it, but it paid off with Wells, didn't it? Yeah. So now they got to do it again if Gary leaves. So that's where I go back to where BYU's problem started. They should have stayed inside Lavelle's staff and the 30-year formula that he built instead of gutting it. Yeah, but who— They who, gutted it. Who are they going to take in the staff? Lance, Lance Reynolds. Lance Reynolds. Do you think Lance oh, would be the guy? Lance Reynolds was— the, He would be the, the only guy because— He was every, the top choice. Everyone else was, like, ancient. Yeah, they the, were the, ancient when they were coaching with— you know, The, the other guys were very old. Yeah. You're right. They'd been around for 30, 40 years yeah. to Lavelle. May, may, well, what about Norm Chow? Norm, I mean, Norm and Lance were the two top wasn't, choices. Wasn't Norm, isn't that what he was upset about? Is that that was one of the things? And, yeah, you know, he, he felt he, like he he should have been given that. He didn't opportunity. feel like politically he wasn't going to have a chance at it. Yeah. And you know, and there was some hurt feelings down there over that and misunderstandings. I, I think you know, if you got, I don't know if Norm will ever tell the full story that we hear among the players and the guys. But there was definitely some feelings. But See, those I, two, I think I think I actually I think, think though they missed the opportunity to do a Matt Wells move. I think with BYU, I think look, I've been impressed with the maturity of Kalani, and I think if he's a guy, I don't think he has Ooh. to. I don't think he has to be brilliant, but I think Kalani can stay at BYU maybe as long as he wants. Well, to he stay can because BYU doesn't have uh, uh, they have like five options, right? Exactly. I mean, and Andy Reid's not going to do it, right? No. They're, they're joking themselves that any NFL LDS coach is going to come back to take the headaches on of BYU and how it is difficult to coach there. It is truly a mission as a coach. You look at that job, none of us would take that job at BYU for a professional reason. You would but take that purely I, I th- for a, yeah. a mission but there as are a coach other, right, there in, are in other the coaching guys, world. There are other guys in the coaching world, though, have, have taken on programs as their own personal mission. Right. You know, you right. think of Fisher DeBerry at, at Air Force, and you think of yeah. – um, I don't even want to pronounce his name – the guy at the guy at Navy, Ken – Oh, not too mal of not. Yeah. I, I can't say. We'll it just either. go Yeah, Matalolo. Yeah, is it that? Yeah, right. That's very good. Holy Jason, Jason. I'm half poly. Holy Jason, <laughs> that's gonna be my new my new word. Holy Holy Jason. Jason, all my poly friends are so proud of me right now. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, I I so as far as relevance and BYU versus Utah State, it I think it well our discussion basically is it really comes down to a head coach, don't you think? I mean it's. It's hard for Utah State to keep one, and if you're any halfway good at BYU, you're going to stay now. now halfway good, e- even yeah, though you're, you're halfway, there, so don't have any options. Even though you're halfway good, does that still make you more relevant than Utah State? Nah, I mean, with the power of the church fan base, it, it does a lot for them. No, no question about it. But to have, and I'm talking in the football world itself. I'm talking Sports Center. The coaches throughout the nation, the sports writers, the voters, all that. Right now, Utah State has the edge of relevance over BYU. They, I they, would say. I, I think you're right. An, an edge over them. All right, I want to take a break, and I'm I'm going to come back, and I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not going to tell you what it is. All so right. this is off I'm the ready. cuff. Take your best shot. This is off the cuff. and hit it, it out of the it, park. It has some relevance about maybe independence or not. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. 
Alright, welcome back to Rivals. That's Jason Buck over there. He's holding it down by by his shirt, apparently. I don't I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> the Nike swoosh. Nike swoosh shirt. It's one of those sayings they have on it, holding it down. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, holding great. the quarterback's head down after you've crushed yeah. him on the ground, stepping on it. I don't know. It To me, it's like I feel like i got to throw up, and I'm just trying to hold it down. I don't know. Just yeah, it's kind of green like that. For it, some reason. But just, Roxy, man, she, she made me wear it today. She's like, wear this. I'm like, okay. That Roxy point. We gotta get Everybody has to have a wife. Okay. <laughs> Jason, that just wasn't the right way to say that, but it's okay. I just offended all the, all the women that listen to our show. Yeah. The, our producer is a woman, and she's like, I have a question for you, face. though. And this, uh, this came up uh, recently. UConn is leaving the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. They're going back to the Big East, and they're going to play basketball. They're they're known as a basketball program. They have a football team. Uh, it's had some recent success a little bit. You know, it's not known. Yeah, they, they had some success. Not known as a as a football program. Is there any value in BYU joining that conference? So it, it the Big East, like right now. No, no, not the Big East. The no, American. Oh, the AAC. So, so the AAC has yeah, absolutely has Cincinnati. Yeah, has Houston, U- Houston, Memphis, Tulsa, Navy, Navy. It has uh, Temple, UCF. Yeah, UCF. University of South Florida. Yep, which is in Tampa. Yeah, and there may be one or two more. Yeah, is there? Is there? Why do you think it should? Because everyone's like, "Oh no, that's a terrible conference. Should never go there. It's absolutely ludicrous that they should even consider this." Uh, I do think you they think should that absolutely they... consider it? I mean, I think BOU has the ability. People forget sometimes they have great negotiating power. They pulled a good deal with ESPN as an independent, but they also have. They're very attractive. Very, very attractive to a G five, and they bring they bring great credibility to G five. Uh, team, whether so it's all of those teams, all of those teams are east. Yeah, that's right? not the best the geographically. Only... Obviously, the Mountain West geographically is the best situation. But do you for really them. think it is? Because I actually think I think I think it's. But I don't think it is. If you're talking with church and missionary work and an ambassador for the church, which the sports program is, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I thought that's one. That's the reason I went to BYU. By the way, SMU is the other team, which is a faith based faith based school. Yeah. Um, I, I think to belong to a conference is so important and a good conference. And, you know, the AAC is that and the Mountain West are probably, you'd have to argue, the two best G5 conferences. And UCF gets to a Fiesta Bowl out of the AAC. Um, They're now starting to be ranked, you know, in the top 15 in the country. And yeah. Getting some recognition. Houston was getting some recognition. Yeah. You got an Outland Trophy right. winner out of Houston. Um you know they're 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 getting recognized, and it's a much better situation than independent. I think it'd be I'd be here's so what, excited if they got in the AAC. Here's what I like about it: I like that if you play part of your games on the East Coast, you become part of the conversation all yes. the all the way through the day in college football. Yes, brother. So from a, a marketing standpoint, it puts BYU it's out so there so much better in independent, and they and they become relevant now. They become relevant because yes. you have you have you have the Eastern Market cities, but every one of those cities you just named. 
you're right. You're you're in the daily conversation with the Scott and Mitchell and Jason Bucks of those cities and the Mitch Harpers and whoever you know, all the sports beat writer writers. But even the, the national, the, you know, even the think, national think guys college on game these, day. They're yeah. you know BYU's at uh, UCF today and uh, they're leading by seven at halftime and, half in, and, and they're playing for the conference championship. Yeah, they're, and they're, right, all they're in that conversation in multiple cities every day all year long, which there are not right now. Then Sports Center and the major right sports affiliates like you said are talking about them because they're in the hunt so what if byu had a non, non-conference schedule utah utah state and boise state fantastic and they were in the aac and they're in the aac and then on top of it all the teams that have to come out here it makes your home games that much tougher on so you have yeah. you have any you think of almost like whenever a whack team or had to go to um hawaii yeah it was a huge advantage for for hawaii and so it's kind of that same same thing. So you ha- you also have altitude. So you've got yeah. you got this altitude and you got this travel. So yeah, your your travel games are all going to be long road games, which right. which is a bit of a, a challenge. But you are gonna you are gonna create some some relevance and familiarity on on Saturday. You'll be part of the discussion throughout the day. You're not going to be an afterthought on Sunday when everyone's not right. thinking about college right. football, they're thinking about the NFL. Right. And you got UCF, South Florida, whatever, they fly into you, Provo, and they see a stadium full of 65,000 yeah. people. Right. Right, in front underneath these beautiful mountains. And, and you it just, you could be the shining dog in a in a whole new conference. Absolutely shining. And, and, and UCF has proven that you can be on a national stage. And get to a Fiesta Bowl. You can get to, right. And yeah. get, get on, be on a national stage. And like you said, our, in 85, we opened up with Boston College, in the kickoff classic, who had just played um, in the Cotton Bowl with Flutie. And then the second game was UCLA at home, ESPN, first nationally televised game at Cougar Stadium. Next week was CBS, Washington, who just won the Orange Bowl, claimed they should have been national champs instead of us. And we beat them 30-3. to So we had three, you know, big power five schools, if you will, right in a row before we went into conference play. Yeah. I mean, you play in two or three power five schools, there is, I think – and the conf- having, having a conference affiliation far outweighs the type of schedule we have right now as an independent. Yeah, they got six Power Five guys on the schedule or whatever. Okay, so the, but- the only relevance for BYU is down the road, they go in four years, whenever the, uh, the TV contracts come up, the only Power Five conference they even have a remote shot in is the Big 12. And you saw... A lot of bridges, bridges burnt there. You but. saw a lot of like real hatred towards BYU yeah. in that situation. Yes. So th- the likelihood to wait, as opposed to hey, there's this opportunity right now. Maybe maybe it's not going to be better. Let, let's there. face it, brother. There's always going to be secret religious hatred of BYU by the academia elite and the NCAA and the, the heads of these universities. That all the religious conservative values of BYU are going to come into play, and the protesters are going to come out, and the letters are going to be written, the articles are going to be written to, about how you know bad BYU is because of the religious beliefs. So for us to get through that barrier into these elite, you know, academic institutions and these conferences that are controlled by the, you know, the, the head, ch- chancellors and everybody of each college and the presidents of the colleges, they, it's it's it probably won't happen. It's it may, it may, we may break through that, but let's say we don't. The next best option is dominate a G5 conference, go to Fiesta Bowls every few years, be in the national headlines, be the Cinderella team that keeps knocking off the P5 schools, right? 
and we're on national TV all the time. It's just like the BYU national championship beer. Not, not a bad formula. Right? I agree. Right? Yep. Yeah. All right. This round Love of rivals it. is over. And we're off to our corner. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. Find us on uh, Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at the Rivals Show. We're powered by KSL Sports, and we'll catch you soon.